Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today we've got a really great show in store for you. We're going to be talking about how to unlock more business and plant seeds for the future. And I am really thrilled to share with you that our returning guest is Christina Lenkowski. Hello um, again. Thank yes. you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're back, Christina. We had such fun previously, and we've been talking offline. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch the first one, or if you need a reminder, uh, Christina is a forward-thinking publicity strategist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors who are looking to expand their credibility. So Christina demonstrates how to go from the best-kept secret to go to expert in your industry uh, through being a guest on other people's podcasts. <laughs> and that's ironically how we connected. Uh, exactly. So, uh, yeah. And during her 13 years of running, um, of being a PR agency and the consulting work that she's done, she's helped clients uh, earn spots in some really prestigious um, publications. Uh, print like Martha Stewart Living, Sunset, Reader's Digest, and Big Life, and online coverage on msn.com and travelchannel.com. And that's just to name a few. So I am just thrilled to have you back, Christina, and uh, talk about uh, unlocking the seeds for the future. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm excited to be back on and talking to your audience again and you know, hopefully get them thinking some different ways about getting, you know, in front of people and staying sane at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's really that key. Uh, the, absolutely. And for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, don't don't miss a single episode, you know, hit that subscribe button so you can catch every Claim Your Career Crown episode wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're there, go ahead and share that love and click all five stars. Okay, well, Christina, let's get right down to it. And I'm going to toss the first uh, the ball to you first. And I want you, I'd love to hear from you how you can, how you describe, you know, that balancing act um, of managing your current business while pursuing potential prospects. Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, a huge part of the reason that I can do that is because I have help um, in place. And I think that that is so incredibly important, even when you're, you know, and by that, just to back up by that, I mean, I have like a virtual assistant and I also have someone that pitches with me as well. Um, and, you know, those are contractors that I have that work under me, um, but they really help keep me organized, keep me sane. Um, they really handle a lot of the client work so that I'm then able to pursue new leads, um, you know, and make sure that uh, make sure that we're constantly getting new clients in the door. And then they're making sure that, of course, they're being serviced properly and at the level that we want them to be serviced at. But I think that people just get really up in their head about. Um, you know, well, I'm not ready yet to hire someone or I'm not ready yet to have help or this or that. And I'm telling you right now that if you keep a sticky note, this is what I did. I have a sticky note where I'm doing something like during the day and I'll be like, I don't need to be doing this. Like, I mean, I need to do it for my business, but I don't need to be the person that's yeah. doing this. Like I, as the CEO of this company, don't need to be doing this specific thing. And I'll write that down on my sticky note. And, you know, I'll look back at it every now and again, and suddenly I'll be like, oh, yeah, I could definitely hire someone for 10 hours a week to do this stuff for me. Um, and so that's 
that's kind of how I manage my time is being okay with delegating and understanding that people can do the job like you can. You just need to set the expectations how you want to set them. I am very, very particular about the level with which I pitch at and things like that. And so the person that pitches under me, she is also at that same level. You're able to make those choices. You can do that higher, you know, have a 60 day trial period, 90 day trial period. Make sure that it's at the level that you want it to be at um, and then move forward from there. But I think getting help, that's how I do everything in my life. House cleaner, people that help with my kid, people that help in my business. Otherwise, there's no way that I would ever stay married and or sane. So I think <laughs> those are, you know, important things to keep in mind is that help is a good thing. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. And I think another piece that's really important is figuring out your strategic your strategic plan. Um, you know, the systems that you're going to be using, uh, the cadence and the templates that you can leverage, because that makes everything easier. Mm-hmm. And when you put that time in up front, even when it seems um, like you've got so much going on, You've just got to sort of stop and go, how can we make this work better and and seamlessly so that, Mm -hmm. to your point, other team members can pick this up. And so we know exactly what we're doing. Otherwise, you're just flailing all over the place. Yes. Uh, And that time invested pays Mm -hmm. dividends off every single day in the future. And um, and the amount of stress that it can take off of you and just mm-hmm. giving the confidence to your team that they know exactly what they need to do because it's mm-hmm. been mapped out for them. Yeah. And of course, if they have a question, they're welcome to ask me, you know, yeah. and things yeah. like that. but, you know, it's not like, oh, well, now that you have this, like we're done here with communicating. Not at all. I'm communicating with my team all the time. Um, but to your point, making sure that you have something in place, that's what we're doing right now, actually, you know, I was just on the, a call earlier today with the person that's helping me, um, work out. We used, we're starting to use Trello. So helping to get our Trello project management software all lined up and how, how we need it to work, what we need it for. And, um, and then I'll go on later to share that video that I did with this person with my VA. And then she can go, you know, she's going to be the one who's managing the project management software, et cetera, et cetera. So you do, it is going to take time up front. Like you said, you know, there's going to be time investment there and you might be like, I don't want to, you know, and if you're like me, your brain doesn't work in that way either. Like <laughs> I don't have an organized mind, like in any way, shape or form. So I get kind of overwhelmed sometimes when I look at that or things like that but I'm already seeing the benefit that it's going to have for my team and being able to just stay on top of things, not let things fall through the cracks. And to your point, as your team grows, know where exactly where people are on different, you know, things be able to say, okay, Lindsay has already done three bookings. She's working on number four, whatever it is, I'm able to just quickly look at that. I don't have to go and ask Lindsay every single time. Um, Cause I'm sure that's annoying as an employee too, uh, you know, so being able to, be able to have all that there and move forward. So the systems in place and letting people help you with those systems. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a really great um, suggestion. So I, I, you know, so that we just were talking about how you can be smarter. Um, so let's sort of extend that further. How can you be smarter about filling your sales funnel with leads? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, of course, I'm going to say being a guest on podcasts is a great way to fill your sales <laughs> funnel with leads. Um, that's, 
definitely something that I would recommend. Even when I was just on um, that workflow session with the gal who's helping me with that, um, she was saying how she was just a guest on a couple podcasts recently, and that brought in new customers for her. Um, so absolutely, that is the exact type of thing I love to hear and the thing I hear over and over again, um, which is just how being a guest on podcasts is bringing in more leads. But publicity is only one part of the marketing pie. So there's definitely other ways that you could be bringing in leads as well. One of those is ads. So paid ads, um, whether you do Facebook ads or, you know, other things. I personally think Facebook ads um, you need to make sure that you're getting the return on the investment, but they work really well if you have like a um, smaller product, like maybe something that, you know, like a digital product or something like that, that people can just quickly buy and go from there. Um, so there's that, but then there's also um, owned media, earned, owned and paid are the three parts of that pie. And so owned media is your social media, your website, et cetera, et cetera. So those are also great ways to bring in people into your funnel, right? Have your social media be going off, um, have it be going into the people that you want it to be in front of. And, you know, that's going to bring more people your way as well. Yeah. And I think strategically, when you're looking at that, you know, one thing is to have identified your ideal client avatar. You know, who are you marketing to or targeting um, so that you make sure that you're getting out in front of them? And with that person um, or people, that group, <laughs> you know, the key thing about that is what's their why? You know, what are they what do they want, need or lack? Um, and how does your product or service benefit them so that they can? Because ultimately, that's what they're they're buying is the so they can. So you want to create content around that client why uh, so that mm -hmm. you can be putting that into so you can be so that you can attract the leads into your funnel mm -hmm. and to your point is when you are um, you're directing them back into your website you need to be able to capture that and then yeah, have a plan absolutely. in place for how you are you know not necessarily just a drip campaign but a way that you can um, create even more value for them and more connectivity uh, and then when you start that conversation with them, you know, it's also the same thing, you know, really having five questions to determine, are they the, uh, someone who's um, really at that place that they are the right type of client and they're at that mm -hmm. place that your product or service can be of real value to them. So yes. That, you know, yes. To move them forward into your um, sales cadence or do they go into a category a different category like relationship or et cetera, because you want to be really focusing your time um, the best way. And if you're chasing Absolutely. a lead who's either never going to buy for you or they're never yeah. going to be the right fit. Uh, so they're never going to be a source of referrals or, I mean, it's just like all the effort that you've put into that you should have been spending somewhere else. Yeah. And this has led exactly what you said. This has led me to, you know, now have an application for people before they want to hop on to a discovery call with me. Um, and it's obviously not a super, you know, I'm not asking them 100 questions or anything like that. But I want, you know, to make sure that they are going to be the right person in regards to me spending my time talking with them. And one of the things that I even put right on the application is what the investment is going to be. Are you OK? with investing this amount yeah. of money. Because again, if someone's thinking that it's gonna cost this low amount of money to do this, I don't really have 
the availability to be hopping on a call with them if that's what they're thinking. But I have other things that might fit in their price range um, that they can take advantage of, you know, things that they might actually be looking for a training or something like that. But it may not be that the one to one service is going to be the best fit, you know, for them. They're not ready to make that kind of an investment. But for some people, they absolutely are. You know, they're ready to say like, okay, yes, this is this is an investment I want to make. And that's the type of person that I want to talk to. Right. Because they already see the value of what I do. So I'm not necessarily having to to convince them of, you know, why they should be doing podcast pitching or this or that. Of course, they're going to want to know details. Of course, they're going to want to ask questions. Of course, you know, that's obviously I mean, I would be the same way. But I don't necessarily have to be saying to them, well, this is why podcast, you know, this is why guessing on podcasts is important or this is the value you can see. Of course, we're going to go through that a little bit, but they already know, you know, so they already know they're already willing to invest in something like this. And so that is worth my time, even if it doesn't end up working out. That is someone that's worth my time for me to chat with and see if it is a good fit. Yeah. No. And I mean, that really brings us to the next question. But I mean, the point is, is that, you know, creating your content around that client, why and answering what their top questions are, um, Mm -hmm. then you can you can get them where they're going like, yeah, I'm really interested in this. And I want to learn more. I want to know more. And so that's such an important part of uh, the customer journey and Mm -hmm. making sure that you've captured that in your systems. I mean, for us, because, you know, we have our podcast and we have guests come on the show on a regular basis. We actually created a four part masterclass on how to be mm-hmm. a guest on a podcast to grow your business, because it is a really great piece for sales. Now, we yeah. don't do what Christina does. She's a resource that we can share with our clients, but it's part yeah. of a sales strategy. And it may be mm-hmm. one that really works well for you and it may not. Um, yeah, we put that together as uh, an, to answer that question. How can you grow your business? Right. And mm-hmm. this is one method. Um, and so we put all the assets together for that. But um, so that's sort of, you know, not to, <laughs> to do a shameless plug here, but it is a free masterclass. So um, but, you know, course, I, yeah, plug it. Yeah. <laughs> but what are some of the other, um, you know, like proven methods that you found? that you can utilize or that you have utilized to deliver value and demonstrate generosity, you know, and how does Mm -hmm. this strategy really help you focus on those prospects that are a good fit? Yeah. I mean, I've done just kind of what you said. I've done that before, like a recorded masterclass or a video series or something like that for people to get value from. We've done checklists, you know, um, downloads, all those type of things. That is a huge part of the podcast journey is you need to have some place that you're directing people to. Um, Whenever I talk to someone and they say they didn't have a good experience guessing on podcasts or they didn't see a huge return from it, a lot of times it's because they didn't have anywhere that they sent people to or they had like four different things. They're like, oh, well, if you want to work with me this way, you can do this. Or if you want to work with me this way, you can do this X, Y, Z. No, you need to be sending them to one place and you can have your different offers on that one place. But, um, you know, it needs to be very clear where you want people to go. But having some kind of opt in to your point that leads to some kind of nurturing or a funnel or something like that, that's what you want to have um, going on. And that's definitely the proven way to be using a podcast, um, you know, effectively is, 
is to have some place that you can direct people and then to provide them with some free value, but then be showing them the ways that they can work with you in a paid capacity as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people want that. Um, some people are there to look for the DYI, but other yeah. people, when they start to look into it and they sort of understand what all is involved, it's like, yeah. okay, well, wait a minute. Uh, maybe yeah. I should be working with somebody who can take this on and guide me through the whole process and I'll get really good results right away. Um, yes. So I think that, and that is truly, that's one method. And to your point, I think it's so important that whatever lead magnet you do have, you know, on your website that you're using in your social, um, mm. that you're, that you run paid ads for, whatever that happens to be, you want to make sure that you are capturing the lead. <laughs> Because if yes. you're not doing that, then it's just you're doing all this work. You're throwing all the spaghetti against the wall and almost mm -hmm. none of it is sticking. Um, and yes. the second point is that um, you want to welcome them. Uh, so I really mm -hmm. strongly recommend that you go through a welcome sequence. And because mm -hmm. there's always going to be people who just want the free thing. And that's great. Um, I mean, I do that myself. But. The thing is, when you go through a welcome sequence and then you deliver, you start stacking the value and the generosity, uh, people get that back. And you'll find that, uh, at least for us, um, people don't leave the fold at that point. After they've gone through our welcome sequence, they don't unsubscribe because they've sort of seen the value that they're going to have and they're going to receive and they want to just stay in the fold. Uh, and through that, you can continue to nurture them in other ways and that they have opportunities then uh, to, um, you know, when you hit a strike a chord of something, a, a truly something that they, like you said, a service that they want or need or they have more interest, they're going to be able to schedule that quick strike call uh, and to move forward. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sort of going on here. And I think one of the things that we're, we've been doing as we've been using some storytelling um, mm -hmm. although not super effectively, but I would love to talk to you, Christina, about the importance of storytelling in your uh, sales process in the customer journey and how it can set you apart to build a connection with um, not only prospects, but also your existing customers. Yeah, I mean, particularly when it comes to prospects or when you're on a podcast, I think storytelling is a huge, huge part of the reason why people like to be on podcasts and why they like to listen to podcasts as well. You know, we want to hear what other people have gone through. We want to relate to them in some way. Um, when I teach, you know, how to be on podcasts and my trainings or things like that, or how to pitch yourself to be on podcasts and train, you know, I talk about how you need to have instructive pitches and you need to have connection-based pitches. So especially when you're pitching for the first time, you're going to kind of have one or two of each of those. So something that's like a how-to, very, you know, this is how to do this, um, the five ways to do this, whatever. But then you also need to have something that's a connection. And every single person has something that they can connect with someone else on. Of course, they're going to be different from person to person what it is. But that's the type of stuff that people really remember. And that's the type of thing that really takes them from maybe being interested in what you do to actually signing up for that freebie or starting to follow you on social media or something like that. For them to actually take the next step to learn more about you is because they feel some kind of connection to you. And that's like one thing that one of my clients, he talked about, like, that's been a really unexpected like he just wasn't expecting that from being a guest on podcasts as much as that, you know, he does get leads. Of course, people trickle in this or that, like through the signups and everything. But really, 
his engagement is through the roof. Like people DM him all the time or things like that to be like, I heard you on such and such. You were talking about this, you know, you were talking about this. I really related to that. And then that leads him to be able to have a conversation that ultimately may lead to a sale or may not, but is going to be someone that is going to be, is already very interested in learning more from him or about him. So the story is really, really what's so important there. When I talk to people about like how I got started on my podcasting journey or podcast pitching journey, which I know I talked about on your last show, but in short, launched my own course. It completely failed because I didn't do any publicity work. I did other things that I, you know, had kind of been taught how to do, but I was like, uh, I'm not going to do this. Second time actually did publicity and it was a world of difference. And that's kind of what made me realize how many entrepreneurs aren't taught this and how important it is to their success. That's what people resonate with. Like people will write me and be like, oh my gosh, I also had a failed launch the first time because I didn't do any of this work or this or that. Um, and so those stories are so, so incredibly important, um, you know, for as you move forward and really for getting people into your atmosphere, connecting with you, um, and then ultimately buying from you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, stories, they allow you draw people in, uh, they can see themselves in the story. It's a way that they can relate mm -hmm. and connect yeah. with you. And um, to your point, I mean, just a, another a shameless plug for guest podcasting. You are speaking in, directly into someone's ears. And mm -hmm. it's really, they can hear your voice. They can see your face yeah. if it's on the video. I mean, uh, there is a much deeper connection that can be formed in this yeah. format. So, uh, but there's lots and lots of strategies. So this isn't just mm -hmm. about guest podcasting. So, so let's move on to the next question that I have for you. And I'm going to look at my notes here. So, um, when you're working out your outreach strategy, um, cause this is a question I get quite a bit, but how many times should you follow up and what should the cadence look like? So I generally follow up twice after we send the initial email, um, so we send the initial pitch, we follow up one to two weeks later, and then we follow up three weeks after that is generally how we have it set up. Um, of course you can set yourself reminders to do that. We actually use a program called MailShake in our business, and that allows us to set up the follow-up emails as we send the first one. And then if we get a response, it stops the chain. Um, of emails coming automatically and we're able to just respond directly to the person. But unless you, it just makes life easier because unless you have a BA or something like that, that can be doing that for you, it's just hard to remember to do the follow-up and the follow-up is so incredibly important. I would say that's where I get about, I'm sure that's where we get more than half of our bookings is in the follow-up. Um, no question about it is the second or even the third follow-up us saying like, hey, hi, you know, saw just us again, just wanted to check in, you know, and, and see if you saw this. The third one, we actually send a new story idea as well, a new topic. Um, so that's something we do on the third one, like, hey, just in case, you know, or here's a new idea if you want to think about this instead or whatever. And a lot of times that will get a response for us as well. Um, the other thing we do if you're active on Instagram is we actually – um, follow up in Instagram in the DMs as well. Um, so we don't pitch in the DMs, like we don't send our initial pitch there, but after we send the pitch, 
we sometimes will send a um, DM that says like, hey, just wanted to let you know we just sent this over. We think such and such would yeah. be a great guest. Um, please let us know if you have any questions. And that works pretty well for us. Um, I think because a lot of the times that's the actual host, whereas in their email, it might be a VA or something like that that's kind of fielding those emails. So that's kind of a nice a nice way to follow up as well. Um, basically, in short, just don't be the person that sends a follow up every single day or every other day. Um, don't harass whoever it is if they, you don't get a response from them or if they say no. Um, don't take it personally if a host says no. This is like something I have to talk to my members about, Member my accountability membership that I have. Like people get so worried before they send a pitch. Like, well, what if they say no? And, you know, I, I have to remind them that they're going to say no. Like many, you know, of them are going to say no. I would love to book every host that I send a, a pitch to. That doesn't happen, you know? So you need to be prepared for that and you need to not be taking it personally because they could be all booked up. They could have maybe very recently had someone else on the show talking about the same thing. You know, there's a lot of reasons why you might get a no and, and I guarantee it has nothing to do with you. Um, and so I think that that's really, really important for people to hear and to not take it personally because this is just, it is what it is. You know, a podcast host has one a week. They only have 52 shows a year. I can guarantee some of these hosts are getting pitched multiple times a day. So that doesn't mean that you don't go for it. That means you still go for it with solid topic ideas and a solid pitch and stuff like that. But, you know, there's going to be no's along yeah. the way. It's not let that, not let that uh, stop you. Yeah. And regardless of what your sales, your product uh, service is, um, absolutely you have to have pretty thick skin it's not about you unless you are stalking them people will you can turn yes. people off and they can go from interested to not in a million years because Usually. you stalked them right exactly uh, and the other thing is you know really you have to pay attention to that of adding value so once again yeah. looking at your customer journey map um, and where they're at um, and how you can add value at those different stages. And people will respond to different methods. So someone might respond to a video, somebody else to a process map, somebody else to a checklist, because you can take the same material uh, and use it over and over again. So I'm going to go back to that example Absolutely. that I had because, you know, because yeah. I don't sell, you know, guest podcasting services, but we have a podcast. And so we had created this masterclass because it was a question mm -hmm. that I would get about how to, you know, uh, do this and how to be a guest. And mm -hmm. it's a great sales strategy. I believe in it as a sales strategy. But we create I started out by um, doing this topic on a summit for women authors for women publishers. Yeah. And so I did the summit on this topic. And then I took that topic and um, I was invited to write an, a guest article. And so I wrote an article on how to leverage guest podcasting yeah. to grow your business because I do believe in it as a sales tool. So yeah. then we repurposed that again for an article on our own um, website, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I modified it again. Uh, then I created a process map so that I could show people the process of both before and after, the things you do before the podcast and what you do after the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then uh, we created a video about those people who may feel like, well, this isn't for me. I don't feel comfortable doing this. And so uh, my team member, uh, Amanda, who is considers herself shy and introverted, did a two minute video about, you know what, I love podcasting now. And she's our my co host on most episodes. And so, you know, that type of thing. And then what are our tools that we use, you know, so that we can really get this process down, because I am a guest podcast every week, I'm Mm -hmm. doing guest podcasting. Uh, So the full, and then of course, I did the masterclass, right? So you know, you think about it, I've repurposed this already over six times. Um, yeah. that, and essentially that same content because people want it in different ways. And some people may get really excited about a process map and other people it leaves them cold. Right. Some people don't care what tools you're using because they already have that figured out. Um, yeah. So it's that idea. And the key thing, though, that we didn't really nail, you've got to follow up. Uh, it is absolutely the statistics are staggering on how few uh, salespeople follow up or follow up after one try. And so you need to follow up. And and if you have it planned and that you have uh, a strategy and and content and value that you already know, um, I actually hadn't heard about that tool Mailshake that I wrote down because I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I gotta check that out. Um, but when you have all that planned, then you you know, and you put that into whatever um, you know, your if you're using a CRM or uh, you know some other yeah. type of tool, then you know what it is that you're going to, um, uh, and you always it should be custom configured for that person, uh, yeah. so that it's not a robot. People know when they're getting the robot. You want to be able to demonstrate that worthy intent. So mm-hmm. um, so let's sort of, we went sort of from strategy. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, our last question about tactics, uh, tactics of how you can leverage uh, to strengthen um, both, you know, the, these existing account relationships um, so that you can potentially bring in more leads that way. Um. So sorry, what, I guess, what do you, what do, yeah, what do so you what mean? Kind of by tactics, yeah. What kind of tactics would you leverage to take your existing clients and help turn them into champions so that they would um, potentially deliver you with, with warm referrals, some recommendations? I think my, my greatest thing that we do is do an amazing job when they're our client. And I think that, no, I truly, um, I think that for us, that's been where where we've leveraged that stuff. I have a couple clients that, um, you know, regularly send people our way that end up becoming clients. Um, so very warm leads. And the reason they do that is because I worked with them before. So they feel very comfortable in, you know, recommending my agency because they're like, well, I've already done this and I had a really good experience. So if this is what you're looking for, this is the person to talk to. The other thing that I do is I do offer an affiliate fee, um, like a referral fee. So if one of those people sends someone my way and they become a customer, we do a flat out, you know, percentage that they get sent from that off the block. Um, so those are two things that we do to kind of continue with our clients to get them uh, tactically, you know, to, to send people our way and things like that. My other thing is I just like to spoil people um, when they come on our, you know, when they become a one-on-one client of ours, like we just have these really cute um, door hangers made um, for them and stuff like that. I'm a, um, 
my uh, love language is gift giving. Like that's my number one thing. And it does, and, I, and I'm always like clear on that. It doesn't mean like expensive. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means like showing that you're thinking about someone, you know, or that you're grateful for them in that way. Like, you know, it can be as simple as like, oh, I went to my my husband's favorite bakery and I got him a, you know, I was there and I got him a cookie, like something yeah. like that. Right. Like it's just like a little, little thing like that. So I have these like door hangers made and I always do a welcome note when we have a new client and things like that. And I do think that, um, having those kind of in this like online digital world, people don't think about sending actual gifts sometimes. And I think that by doing that, People are always like, I always get notes when I send like handwritten things with like, oh my gosh, I got your note. Like I got in the mail, like what, you know, things like that. And so I think that it's important to remember that there are people behind these computers as well and showing them that we appreciate them and putting their faith in us and everything like that is, is very important too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think showing the gratitude is so important and obviously doing a great job by doing the heavy lifting, coming with solutions, not problems when something comes up with your client, keeping them very well informed so that they don't have to email you and check. They're getting a regular like update. So they go, okay, great. You know, check. I don't have to think about it. I know that they're, they've got it being responsive. If they do respond, email you or communicate with you some way so that, yeah, I heard what you said. I don't have an answer for you yet. We're working on it. I'll be responding to you, blah, 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 you know, by when. So that type of those, that communication is so important. And on a, on a level where you're dealing with uh, larger clients in a B2B environment, one really effective tool is quarterly business reviews where you get together with your client either quarterly or biannually or even annually. But uh, and you go over everything that was accomplished that year. Um, you know, you have like a third of the QBR is about results and what you've achieved. And then the next third is about where you're headed. And then the next third is really what's going on in their world and getting, a uh, you know, learning Uh, from them, what they have on their to-do list or their goals, their Mm -hmm. initiatives, their strategic plans, because there are openings there that you can uh, uh, provide a solution up front uh, and put in a pilot program or things like that and get Mm -hmm. way ahead of the curve. So those are some ideas that I have. (laughs) All right. Yeah, but I think we both agree. The number one thing is really to have a plan, uh, to have um, do that investment work up front, have systems and processes in place. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you so that and when you're help. really busy and you're humming with a lot of business, how you can keep the leads coming in um, without it, you know, causing just the, the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, Christina, this has, again, been a really fabulous conversation. And I want to thank you so much for your sage advice and your tips <laughs> on I don't know what sage it is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's so great that people can hear this, some ideas that they can walk away with today on how to balance, you know, both their existing business and the new business that they want to keep that lead funnel running. Uh, effectively. Yeah. And so I know that our listeners, after they've been listening and here, tuning in, that they're going to want to know where they can find out more about you. Yeah, you can find me at publicitybychristina.com backslash booked. Um, and that's, uh, oh, wait, 
Yeah, that's correct. Sorry, I had to think that through for a second. Um, but it's publicity x Christina. So publicity x c h r i s t i n a dot com backslash booked. And um, yeah, that's where you can. I have a free resource, of course, as we spoke about. Have one of those. Um, a guest checklist. See if you're ready to be a podcast guest. And then there's also some ways on there that you can work with me. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be sure to include that backlink in our notes below, everybody. So you can Perfect. get that with a click of your mouse uh, awesome. or, your, or your finger, whatever the place may yeah, be. Exactly. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Thank you. This has been such a great discussion. And for everybody out there, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, uh, you can leave us a comment down below. We do love hearing your thoughts and um, finding out what's going on when you listen to our episodes. Uh, and if you do have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can also email us at join the conversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all our insightful advice and the breakthrough advantages, um, the free masterclass, whatever it happens to be, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, Christina, thank you so much for being um, back on the show. Thank you for having me.